Shalom and good morning. Welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Karen and I am your reader today. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, which is also the third of Tammuz on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, it is traditionally the day that we remember where Joshua commands the sun and moon to stand still. And this comes from Joshua chapter 10, verses 11 and 14. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped and there was no day like that before it or after it when the Lord listened to the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. Our Torah portion this week is Koach, and we will be reading from Numbers or Bamidbao, chapter 17, verses 16 through 24. However, if you are reading in a standard Christian English translation that is not Messianic or a Jewish English translation, the Chapter and verse numbers will be chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. Before we begin our reading today, let's take a moment and bless God and thank Him for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, and take rods from them, one for each father's house, of all their princes according to the father's houses, twelve rods. Write each man's name on his rod. You shall write Aaron's name on Levi's rod. There shall be one rod for each head of their father's houses. You shall lay them up in the tent of meeting before the covenant where I meet with you. It shall happen that the rod of the man whom I shall choose shall bud. I will make the murmurings of the sons of Israel, which they murmur against you, cease from me. Moshe spoke to the sons of Israel, and all their princes gave him rods, for each prince one, according to their father's houses, a total of twelve rods. Aaron's rod was among their rods. Moshe laid up the rods before the Lord in the tent of the testimony. On the next day, Moshe went into the tent of the testimony, and behold, Aaron's rod from the house of Levi had sprouted, budded, produced blossoms, and bore ripe almonds. Then Moshe brought out all the rods from before the Lord to all the sons of Israel. They looked, and each man took his rod. That was Numbers, or Bamidbao, chapter 17, verses 16 through 24. And now to our reading from the prophets. We will be reading from Yermiahu, chapter 44 and 45. The word that came to Yermiahu concerning all the Jews who lived in the land of Egypt, who lived at Migdol and at Taphanus, and at Memphis, and in the country of Pathros, saying, This is what Adonai Zevaot, the God of Israel, says, 
You have seen all the evil that I have brought on Yerushalayim and all the cities of Yehuda. Behold, today they are a desolation, and no man dwells in them. Because of their wickedness which they have committed to provoke me to anger, and that they went to burn incense to serve other gods that they did not know, neither they nor you nor your fathers. However, I sent to you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, O do not do this abominable thing that I hate. But they did not listen and did not incline their ear. But they did not turn from their wickedness to stop burning incense to other gods. Therefore my wrath and my anger was poured out and was kindled in the cities of Yehuda and in the streets of Yerushalayim. And they are wasted and desolate as it is today. Now therefore, this is what Adonai Elohim Zivaot, the God of Israel, says, Why do you commit great evil against your own souls? or cut off from yourselves man and woman, infant and nursing child, out of the middle of Yehuda, to leave yourselves no one remaining, and that you provoke me to anger with the works of your hands. Burning incense to other gods in the land of Egypt, where you have gone to live, that you may be cut off, and that you may be a curse and a reproach among all the nations of the earth. Have you forgotten the wickedness of your fathers, and the wickedness of the kings of Yehuda, and the wickedness of their wives, and your own wickedness, and the wickedness of your wives which they committed in the land of Yehuda, and in the streets of Yerushalayim? They are not humbled even to this day, neither have they feared nor walked in my Torah, nor in my statutes that I set before you and before your fathers. Therefore, this is what Adonai Tzivaot, the God of Israel, says, Behold, I will set my face against you for evil, even to cut off all Yehuda. I will take the remnant of Yehuda that have set their faces to go into the land of Egypt, to live there, and they will all be consumed, and they will fall in the land of Egypt. They will be consumed by the sword and by the famine. They will die from the least to the greatest by the sword and by the famine. They will become an oath, an astonishment, and a curse and a reproach. For I will punish those who dwell in the land of Egypt, as I have punished Yerushalayim, by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence, so that none of the remnant of Yehuda, who have gone into the land of Egypt to live there, will escape or be left to return into the land of Yehuda, to which they have a desire to return to dwell there. For no one will return except those who will escape. Then all the men who knew that their wives burned incense to other gods, and all the women who stood by, a great assembly, even all the people who lived in the land of Egypt, and Pathros, answered Yemiahu, saying, As for the word that you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord, we will not listen to you, but we will certainly perform every word that has gone out of our mouths, to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven and to pour out drink offerings to her. As we have done, we and our fathers, 
our kings and our princes in the cities of Yehuda, and in the streets of Yerushalayim. For then we had plenty of food and were well, and saw no evil. But since we stopped burning incense to the Queen of Heaven and pouring out drink offerings to her, we have lacked all things, and have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. And when we burned incense to the Queen of Heaven and poured out drink offerings to her, did we make her cakes to worship her and pour out drink offerings to her without our husbands? Then Yermiahu said to all the people, to the men and to the women, to all the people who had given him an answer, saying, The incense that you burned in the cities of Yehuda and in the streets of Yerushalayim, you and your fathers, your kings and your princes, and the people of the land did not the Lord remember them, and did it not come into his mind? Thus the Lord could no longer bear it, because of the evil of your doings, and because of the abominations which you have committed. Therefore your land has become a desolation, and an astonishment, and a curse, without inhabitant, as it is today. Because you have burned incense, and because you have sinned against the Lord, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, nor walked in his Torah, nor in his statutes, nor in his testimonies. Therefore this evil has happened to you, as it is today. Moreover, Yemiahu said to all the people, including all the women, Hear the word of the Lord, all Yehuda who are in the land of Egypt. This is what Adonai Tzivaot, the God of Israel, says. You and your wives have both spoken with your mouths, and with your hands have fulfilled it, saying, We will surely perform our vows that we have vowed, to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven, and to pour out drink offerings to her. You will surely establish your vows and perform your vows. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, all Yehuda who dwell in the land of Egypt. Behold, I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name will no more be named in the mouth of any man of Yehuda in all the land of Egypt, saying, As Adonai the Lord lives, Behold, I watch over them for evil and not for good, and all the men of Yehuda who are in the land of Egypt will be consumed by the sword and by the famine until they are all gone. Those who escape the sword will return out of the land of Egypt into the land of Yehuda, few in number. All the remnant of Yehuda who have gone into the land of Egypt to live there will know whose word will stand, mine or theirs. This will be the sign to you, says the Lord, that I will punish you in this place, that you may know that my words will surely stand against you for evil. This is what the Lord says, Behold, I will give Pharaoh, Hophra, king of Egypt, into the hand of his enemies, and into the hand of those who seek his life. As I gave Zedekiah, king of Yehuda, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, who was his enemy and sought his life. This is the word that Yermiahu the prophet spoke to Baruch, the son of Nirai, when he wrote these words in a book at the mouth of Yermiahu in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, 
son of Josiah, king of Yehudah, saying, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you. O Baruch, you said, Woe is me now, for the Lord added sorrow to my pain. I am weary with my groaning, and I find no rest. You shall tell him, That is what the Lord says. Behold, that which I have built I will break down, and that which I have planted I will pluck up. And this in the whole land, do you seek great things for yourself? Do not seek them, for behold, I will bring evil on all flesh, says the Lord. But I will let you escape with your life wherever you go. That was Yermiahu or Jeremiah, chapters 44 and 45. Now for our next portion from the writings, we are reading from Ezra, chapter 5. Now the prophet Haggai and Zechariah, the son of Idu, prophets, prophesied to the Jews who were in Yehuda and Yerushalayim. They prophesied to them in the name of the God of Israel. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Yeshua, the son of Yozadak, rose up and began to build the house of God, which is at Yerushalayim, and with them were the prophets of God helping them. At that time, Tatinai, the governor beyond the river, came to them with Shethau Bizanai and their companions and asked them, Who gave you the decree to build this house and to finish this wall? They also asked for the names of the men who were making this building. But the eye of their God was on the Jewish elders, and they did not make them cease until the matter should come to Darius, and an answer should be returned by letter concerning it. The copy of the letter that Tatanai, the governor beyond the river, and Shitha Bozniai and his companions, the Afal Sechai, who were beyond the river, sent to Darius the king follows. They sent a letter to him in which was written, To Darius the king, all shalom. Be it known to the king that we went into the province of Yehuda, to the house of the great God, which is built with great stones, and timber is laid in the walls. And this work goes on with diligence and prospers in their hands. Then we asked those elders, and said to them thus, Who gave you a decree to build this house and to finish this wall? We asked them their names also to inform you that we might write the names of the men who were at their head. Thus they returned us answer, saying, We are servants of the God of heaven and earth and are building the house that was built there many years ago, which a great king of Israel built and finished. But after our fathers had provoked the God of heaven to wrath, he gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the Chasidine, who destroyed this house and carried the people away into Babylon. But in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, Cyrus the king made a decree to build this house of God, the gold and silver vessels of God's house which Nebuchadnezzar took out of the temple that was in Yerushalayim and brought them into the temple of Babylon. Those Cyrus the king also took out of the temple of Babylon, 
and they were delivered to one whose name was Shishbazal, whom he had made governor. And he said to him, Take these vessels, go and put them in the temple that is in Yerushalayim, and let the house of God be built in its place. Then the same Shishbazal came and laid the foundations of God's house, which is in Yerushalayim. Since that time, even until now, it has been being built, and yet it is not completed. Now, therefore, if it seem good to the king, let a search be made in the king's treasure house, which is there at Babylon, whether it's so that a decree was made of Cyrus the king to build this house of God at Jerusalem, and let the king send his pleasure to us concerning this matter. That was Ezra chapter 5. Now for our final portion today, we are going to be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilements of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Open your hearts to us. We wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We took advantage of no one. I say this not to condemn you, for I have said before that you are in our hearts to die together and live together. Great is my boldness of speech toward you. Great is my boasting on your behalf. I am filled with comfort. I overflow with joy in all our affliction. For even when we had come into Macedonia, Our flesh had no relief, but we were afflicted on every side. Fightings were outside, fear was inside. But God, who comforts the lowly, comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not by his coming only, but also by the comfort with which he was comforted in you while he told us of your longing, your mourning, and your zeal for me so that I rejoice still more. For though I grieved you with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it, for I see that my letter made you grieve, though just for a while. I now rejoice, not that you were grieved, but that you were grieved to repentance. For you have grieved in a godly way, what you might suffer loss by us in nothing. For godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation without regret, but the sorrow of the world produces death. For behold, this same thing that you were grieved in a godly way, what earnest care it worked in you. Yes, what defense, indignation, fear, longing, zeal, and vengeance in all things you demonstrated yourselves to be pure in the matter. So although I wrote to you, I wrote not for his cause that did the wrong, nor for his cause that suffered the wrong, but that your earnest care for us might be revealed in you in the sight of God. Therefore, we have been comforted, and in our comfort we rejoice the more exceedingly for the joy of Titus, because his spirit has been refreshed by you all. For if in anything I have boasted to him on your behalf, I was not put to shame, But as we spoke all things to you in truth, 
so our glorying also, which I made before Titus, was found to be truth. And his affection is more abundantly toward you, while he remembers all of your obedience. How with fear and trembling you received him. I rejoice that in everything I am confident concerning you. That was 2 Corinthians chapter 7. If you're reading through the apostolic writings twice this year's cycle, you will also be reading from Luke chapter 6, verses 1 through 26. I just want to take a moment again to thank everyone who's continued to pray for Oz and his recovery. This is Johanna's son that suffered a major eye injury over last Shabbat. Today, he was able to uh, have his eye checked again and the bandage removed. And so far, everything is looking really well. He's been able to go off painkillers. They are hoping that they will be able to be going home in the next day or so. So please pray that everything continues to look good, that they will be able to return home and continue the healing process and recovery at home soon. But thank you all for your prayers for them and continue to pray for them as it will be an adjustment period moving home as he continues to heal. Well, until next time, busy moms, I pray that you have a blessed day. And this is Karen with Daily Bread for Busy Moms, wishing you shalom from the Golan Heights. Mm-hmm.